Welcome to Primera Iglesia's weekly podcast from Houston, Texas. We hope you enjoy our English pastor, John Ryan Cantu's Sunday morning message. It's good to be in the house of God, as always. God is here. His presence is here. And um, if we have any visitors, I want to welcome you. Thank you for joining us. Um, uh, we're, we're glad that you're here. We're, we're, we're in a series right now um, entitled Got Vision. And... Uh, And we've been in this series for, I think, now two, three weeks, and um, I'm going to have, we have, we have the, the slide and everything up here. Um, but once again, I want to remind our, our members, these messages are, are vital. Uh, they're, they're, especially, they're especially vital to our members. I strongly encourage you to go back and listen to any that you missed um, on the podcast. And today, uh, today I have a word, as always. Next week, we are having a combined service with our, with our Spanish congregation at 10 a.m. 10 a.m. 10 a.m. 10 a.m. You got that? 10 a.m. <laughs> Don't show up at 11 o'clock, all right? 10 a.m. Tell the people that aren't here, the, the members that aren't here. Um, next, yeah, so we have uh, Father's Day next week. Um, they asked me to, to bring the word. I'm excited to bring the word. I was actually going to preach this message because it's kind of a Father's Day message. But I, as I continued reading the passage that we're going to be reading from, God spoke. And he was like, no, this, this is vision. You got to talk about vision. And I was like, all right, cool. And, and here we are. So we're reading from 1 Samuel 3, 1 through 10. You can start getting there. I was under the assumption that this past Friday I was going to be speaking to our, to our youth Uh, in their youth service, um, I, I was getting prepared and I was, man, I was, I was getting fired up like I do when I'm, you know, in, in the word of God. I was like, man, this is the word that these, that these kids need to hear, man. And I texted my wife and I was like, babe, we need to do like a promo video for this, for this Friday because th they need to be here. And then she was like, oh, you're not preaching Friday. And um, so it, it was a little, a little mis, miscommunication, right? Husbands and wives, we do that sometimes. Um, but... Um, They're, they're still gonna, we're still going to give them that, that message. So I want to encourage parents, uh, your kids probably can't drive, so they rely on you. So bring them to, the, to their services, and um, you know, don't deprive them of the, of the same blessing that you wouldn't want to be deprived of yourself. Amen? And I say this because today's message is a little bit mindful of the future generation. We've got, and we've got some really good kids here. We have a ton of them. They're all next door. We have future leaders, future ministers, business owners, professionals. We have, yeah, preachers. We, we got some awesome future, future ministers here and, and men and women of God. But, you know, we need to direct them now in the ways of the Lord so that they're never misguided. And when they do lose their step and when they might want to take a wrong turn, we're right there guiding them in the ways of the Lord. And so I want to read this passage from, again, 1 Samuel 3, 1 through 10. You can follow up. On the screen, it says, Now the boy Samuel was ministering to the Lord in the presence of Eli, and the word of the Lord was rare in those days. There was no frequent vision, and at that time, Eli, whose eyesight had begun to grow dim so that he could not see, was laying down in his own place. The lamp of God had not yet gone out, and Samuel was lying down in the temple of the Lord where the ark of God was. Then the Lord called Samuel, and he said, Here I am. And he ran to Eli and said, Here I am, for you called me. But he said, I did not call you. Lie down again. So he went and lay down, and the Lord again called Samuel. And Samuel rose and went to Eli and said, Here I am, for you called me. But he said, I did not call. My son, lie down again. 
Now Samuel did not yet know the Lord, and the word of the Lord had not yet been revealed to him. And the Lord called Samuel again the third time, and he rose and went to Eli and said, Here I am, for you called me. Then he perceived that the Lord was calling the boy. Therefore Eli said to Samuel, Go, lie down, and if he calls you, you shall say, Speak, Lord, for your servant hears. So Samuel went and lay down in his place, and the Lord came and stood, calling as at other times, Samuel, Samuel. And Samuel said, Speak, for your Lord, for your servant hears. Amen. I've entitled this message, Imparting Vision. Imparting vision. It's not enough just to have vision. It's also got to be shared. It's, it, but it's not just got to be shared with, with the people in your group, the people, you know, adults, your peers, the people that, your, your leaders, your friends. It's got to be passed down. It's got to be unpart, uh, imparted into the next generation. I think about, I think about the, the covenant that God made with David. That through David's lineage would come the Messiah. See, that, that was a vision that God gave to David. It was very clear. David knew exactly how it was going to look like one day. Now, now that, it wasn't just a vision. It was also a, it was also a covenant. It was a promise. And, and there was nothing that could be done humanly to break that covenant. It was going to come to pass. But there were periods of time throughout Judah's history of rebellion where kings forgot about the covenant that God made with David. There were periods of of, of defeat for the house of Judah because of these wicked kings who had lost sight of the vision in the midst of selfishness and greed and hatred and and idolatry and various other reasons. So it's important that, that when God gives us vision, church, that we preserve it through the generations. We have to preserve it because when we work in the kingdom of God, it's not about my vision. It's not about your vision. It's, it's, about, it's about the vision that God has get, given to us. We're working in the kingdom of God. And I, I've been saying this for the past three weeks. When you're, doing, when you're doing kingdom work, you have to have the king's approval. And so when, when God gives us vision, we have to make sure that everybody knows it. Everybody and their mom. You're with me, right? I believe that we're all working towards the vision that God has given us. But have you ever thought about what would happen if, if our vision began to weaken, which will happen one day, but we fail to impart that vision to the next generation? Have you thought about that? Probably not. I had never thought about that. But thinking about it now, what would happen? Well, the, the vision would be lost in the house of God, in this church. We wouldn't have any direction. We wouldn't know where we're going. The leaders, we couldn't even count on them because they wouldn't have any direct vision from, from God. That is the result of a failure to impart vision. Now, I'm not saying that we're dying off anytime soon, right? We're, we're still young, amen? Most of us are, we're in our prime. We're getting to our prime. I, I feel good right now. I'm about to be, I'm not, I'm not gonna be 30 yet, I'm 29. My wife's gonna be 30. <laughs> but that's a good age, right? Um, but we, I feel good. You guys feel good? Oh, gosh. Okay. <laughs> Maybe not, man. I feel, I feel energized, man. I feel, I feel young. I've got ambition. I've got, I've got a mission, right? And our church, I see our church doing things, and we're having these events and, and these conferences, and we're engaging in the presence of God, and we're growing in our spirit. We're in a good moment in our lives, church. But let's not forget about the younger generation along the way. Let's be sure that they know what's going on while it's going on. I've been in church for a long time, man. And I've seen children of ministers 
want nothing to do with God when they grow up. They just leave the church because their minister parents failed to minister to them. They failed to make them a part of, of what was going on. Man, we've got to keep our kids close. And I'm not just talking to the parents. I'm talking about, I'm talking to the adults. There are people in, in, in the younger generation, they look up to you. They're looking at what you're doing. And you might say, hey, don't look at me because I'm not perfect. That's, that's fine. But look, they're looking at you anyways. And we have to make sure that we preserve what God has given to us so that they know that it's theirs as well. When I was in ninth grade, I, I went to a private school for fine arts. I mean, I loved it. It was my favorite. It was my favorite good, uh, grade school year of my life. I loved it. I was telling all my friends to go. I, I was like a big advocate uh, for this school. Ninth grade. I get to 10th grade and they shut the program down. Yes, I'm very sad. And I didn't, I didn't know what to do because I couldn't go back to public school because of some issue with my, my credits. And all these other private schools were really expensive. So we decided that I was just going to have to do homeschooling. And so for the next two years, I was homeschooled. And then I graduated a year early because you know, homeschool students are geniuses. And, and so I graduated early. But during those, those two years of my homeschooling, I, I hated being at home. I didn't want to be at home. I got too bored. I got too distracted. And so I would come to church with my dad. Well, and he, and, you know, I worked on everything here. And those two years were very formative for me. My dad probably doesn't even realize it, but it, it did a lot of good for me. And I would go to lunch with, with him every day and, and with the associate pastor at the time who worked here. And I'd go to lunch with them and, and they would just engage in godly conversation. And they would talk about the vision. They would talk about the church and the things that they're trying to do and the things that, that God is doing. And I wouldn't say a word. I'd just be eating my chips and salsa. But I, I was listening. And I was listening. And, and over time, I caught the vision that my dad had for this ministry and it marinated in me over the next, uh, the next several years so much that it's now become an integral part of who I am, not as a pastor, but as a member of this church. And so we need to make sure that whatever type of vision we have for our church, our young people also have that same sense of ownership because it belongs to them as well. Because God has not just given vision to the leaders, to the adult members, but to the younger ones as well. Now this passage opens up by saying, in those days... The word of God was rare. There was no frequent vision. So God wasn't, he wasn't speaking. Or maybe he was speaking, but there was just no one there to listen. Maybe he was trying to get a hold of someone. Maybe he was trying to impart vision on someone, but there was no one who wanted to grab hold of it. And so we have this man, Eli, who's a priest, and he's not exactly a model for righteous living. Right? There's, there's not a lot of good sermons about Eli, but, but he was a man that knew God. He knew right from wrong. He, he, own, he took ownership of, of his transgressions, and he knew that he had to be punished for it. But there was one good thing that, that came out of Eli towards the end of his life. The Bible says that his vision had begun to weaken. Now, I was reading a study uh, of, of these 340 privately held companies and the purpose of the study was to research what happened to those companies when the owner or the founder passed away. These are, these are you know, smaller companies, small to midsize. And the study found that the majority of those companies saw a drastic decline in their sales, in their employment, and in their overall value only after two years after those owners had passed away. I didn't go into the details of why that was. It was just a very surface level study. 
But I think it has something to do with the failure to impart vision. At all times, church, listen, we need to be teachers. We need to be trainers. We need to be developing the future generation. I see the studies, man. I see the studies of the young people leaving churches, and I cannot help but think that it's because we're raising churchgoers and we're not raising Christians. Just like those, just like those companies that, that began to fail, they probably began to fail because they had just employees. There was, no, there was no sense of ownership in the companies. Today, young people in the church... We've got, we've got a lot of them, but a lot of them are just churchgoers. And we tell them, sit down and listen to the teacher, listen to your Sunday school teacher, listen to the, to the pastor. But do we ever tell them, hey, go into your room and listen to God. Listen to what God is speaking into your life. Do we tell them that? We wake them up to get them to church on time. But do we talk about God in the home? Is, is he a central focus point in the home? Do we blow off their questions, man, because they have questions, they have questions galore. And do we just blow them off and say, hey, I, know, I don't know. Uh, talk to your pastor. Talk to your, talk to your teacher about that one. I don't know. Or do we like, really try to find an answer so that they're not going throughout their day with a doubt of, of who God is in their life? We tell them to behave in church. Don't act up. Don't run around. Don't, 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 don't. But do we ever tell them, hey, get involved? Sometimes a little bit more direction is required of us. We know how to teach our kids how to be good people. We know how to, you know, tell them how to be polite and have good manners and say thank you when they get a present that they don't like. But do we guide them in the ways of the Lord? I want to go back to the passage. You're still with me, right? All right, all right. Samuel hears the voice of God calling him. But he doesn't know who it is. He's never heard the voice of the Lord. The Bible says that, that he had not yet known God. God had not yet revealed himself to Samuel. So he's a little confused when he goes to Eli, thinking Eli called him. And he says, yes, uh, uh, here I am. Did you call me? And Eli says, no, I didn't call you. Go back and lay down. I noticed something here when I was reading this. I noticed as soon as the Lord calls, Samuel responds with, here I am. Here I am. And then he goes to Eli. Here I am. You called me. Eagerness. Readiness. Willingness. We've got young people today that are willing, eager, they're ready to be used in some capacity. And they say, yes, do you need something? I'm here. And sometimes we just say, what do you want? Go play. Eli, Eli's like, no, man, I, I didn't call you. Go back, lay down. And again, God calls Samuel. The same thing. Samuel runs to Eli. Here I am. No, I didn't call you. What's wrong with you, man? I'm trying to sleep. Church. We're going to get to a point where one day our, our young people are not so eager anymore. Because if we don't use them now, someone else will. If we don't recognize what God is trying to do in their lives, they're going to find purpose somewhere else. They're going to find meaning somewhere else. And we're going to know that it's void. We're going to know that it's a false purpose because it's not from God. But we didn't do anything before when they were asking us, how can I be used? You know what's sad, man? I'm getting out out onto y'all this morning. I feel it. But I noticed something, and it's sad, and it's got to stop. So many parents only have godly conversations with our kids when they do something ungodly. We only point to the Bible when they disobey the word of God. How are they supposed to know? 
and we wonder why the young people are leaving the church. Verse 8 says, And the Lord called Samuel again the third time, and he rose, and he went to Eli, and he said, Here I am, for you called. Then Eli perceived that the Lord was calling the boy. Finally, he grows some brains, right? Finally, he recognized what's, what's going on. Maybe it was a little hard to see at first because his vision was weakening. But man, you know what? When, when our vision begins to weaken, God's already raising up the next generation. God's already giving vision to them. We just need to make sure that they know it. We got to stop being oblivious to what God is trying to do in their lives and lead them to their calling. Verse 9, therefore Eli said, go lie down, and if he calls you, you shall speak. You shall say, speak, Lord, for your servant hears. So Samuel went and lay down in his place, and the Lord came and stood, calling as at other times, Samuel, Samuel. And Samuel said, speak, for your servant hears. Church, God is already stirring up the next generation. Your kids, your young pe- the young people in this church, he's doing something. God's got plans for them. God's got a mission for them. He wants to use them. And again, this is not a farewell message for us adults. I'm not saying that our time has come. We need to hang it up. There's still a lot we got to do. But let's not forget the ones that are coming after us. Because the vision of God has to be preserved. We can't focus so much on ourselves that we forsake providing guidance to them. Because, man, we live in a world where so many are without vision from God. There's so many are without word of God. And we need the next Samuel generation to rise up. But we need to open our eyes, church, and recognize the calling that God has over their lives. I'm almost done. I want to focus on, real quick, two things that Eli did good. He did two things when it finally clicked that God was trying to do something. First, he perceived that it was God. The Hebrew word is, is, is bin, B-I-N, for perceive. It means to discern and to act wisely. That's, that's the definition, to discern and act wisely. So Samuel was coming up to Eli and he said, yes, uh, you called me. Eli had to have a moment of discernment and wisdom to know what was going on or else he wouldn't have been able to guide Samuel to his calling. Church, we can't, we can't be getting caught up without vision. I'm sorry, without, without discernment and wisdom. We can't be without any of those things because, man, and it happens so many times. It, it happened to Eli and his sons where the negligence of the parents becomes the fall of the children because we fail to guide them, because we can't perceive what God is trying to do. God is, God is, God is doing something in their lives. Do we know it? Because they might, they might not yet know it, but we have to know it. We have to perceive it. We have to have wisdom and discernment and say, man, God, thank you for what you're doing in my child's life. I'm going to nurture them, and I'm going to lead them into the way that you want them to be. We have to perceive The second thing that that Eli did was, after perceiving that it was God, he instructed Samuel on how to respond. He tells Samuel, when he calls you again, because he's going to call you again, you you can bet your life on that. When he calls you again, respond by saying, speak for your servant hears. You might not know what that means right now, Samuel. When you say that, you might feel a little awkward saying it because there's no one in the room. You think you're talking to no one, but, but just, just trust me on this. Say what I'm asking you to say, and God is going to take care of the rest. Instruction. Today, you know, we sit down to eat as a family. Layla has become our designated prayer for the food. And it's, it's so cute, man. Like, I wish you could hear her. I always want to record it, but I just, 
She just becomes camera shy. But she puts her little hands together. And Melissa and I don't even focus on praying for our food anymore. We're just focused on how cute she is. She puts her hands together and, and she says, she says, follow God. She says, follow because she can't say father. Follow God. Thank you for my food. Amen. In and out, just like your daddy. That's how we do it. But we teach her, hey, you got to bless your food. The other day, man, she, she nearly melted our hearts. I think Melissa and I both got a little teary-eyed because at the end of the prayer, she goes, well, she goes, Father God, thank you for my food. Amen. And we're about to start eating. And then she puts her hands again together and she says, and bless mommy and daddy. Yeah, I like got really choked up. And she has no concept of what she's doing. She doesn't know what she's saying. She doesn't understand what the word bless means. But she's around it. She's around it. She's, been, she's being influenced by it. And, and so Eli says, when he calls you again, you might not understand what you're saying, but just say it. Speak for your servant hears, and he's going to speak to you. Instruction. Instruction. First, you got to perceive what God is doing in the lives of your children. And then don't, don't let them just be on their own because they, they don't understand it yet. You have to guide them. You have to instruct them. Even when they don't understand, instruct them. And when they do understand, when they're able to ask questions and they're able to reason, you can still instruct, instruct them. But by that point, they'll be in the, pres- they'll be in the, realm, of the realm of the presence of God. They'll, they'll have some understanding of who God has been in their life because you first perceived what God was doing. It's so important, church. Impart vision onto your children because one day when ours begins to weaken, there will still be God's vision that needs to be preserved. And we cannot forsake in that because we were so negligent that we didn't perceive what God was doing and we didn't instruct them. I hope this word this morning speaks to you. I hope you... I hope you just let it marinate in, in, in your life. I know a lot of us have children, but even, again, even if you don't, you can, you can recognize what God is doing in, some, in someone else. I see, man, I, I see the, some of the kids in this church, and I see what God is doing in their lives. I, I, I see it. And I'm like, man, hey, you want to you wanna help us in, in this area? And they're like, well, I don't know how to do that. I don't want to do that. It's okay. You don't, need to, you don't need to know anything right now. But I know that God is trying to lead you into his purpose. Perception, church. Perceive it and then instruct. I'm going to ask this to stand this morning. Amen. We thank you, my God. Just meditate on that word for a moment, church. God, give us vision, Lord. Give us wisdom this morning, Father God. Give us the ability to discern what you are doing in the lives of others, Father God. And then give us boldness, Father God, to act out, Father God, to recognize it, Lord, and instruct them, Father God. We're asking for that wisdom this morning, Heavenly Father. Impart it on us, Father. 
Thanks for tuning in to Primera Iglesia's weekly podcast. Join Pastor John Ryan Cantu every Sunday morning at 11 a.m. For directions or more information, visit us at primeraiglesia.org. We'll see you next time and hope you have a blessed week.